God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adores him. What a mighty God we serve. Now, I know that must be your testimony after being a part of our Keep the Faith Revival series. Now, we've had some dynamic singing and some awesome preaching, and that will continue to be your experience this evening and tomorrow. You've heard him Wednesday night, Pastor Marvin Clark, a dynamic and powerful speaker, an anointed man of God, and he will bring forth the message tonight that will allow you to have a closer experience with God as he revealed to you, that is the Holy Spirit, his purpose for you at this moment in time. So I want you to hear him, this dynamic and awesome speaker. But before we get to that part, we want you to support liberally our ministry here at the Daughter of Zion Seventh-day Adventist Church through an offering. There's three options that you have to give, and that's presented to you on the screen. That's through our Adventist Giving app, Cash app, or through mailing it in at our P.O. box. So choose a method that best suits your abilities, and we will be glad to receive that so we can continue to put on programming that will reach others and draw men and women to God. He'd say, if I'd be lifted up, I would draw all men to me. And that's our desire, is to draw all men to him by preaching this gospel. So... After the offer tour that you have um, given, we're going to be favored with special music from our guest soloist. And then you are here, Pastor Marvin Clark. You don't want to go anywhere, as they say, don't change that dial. As a matter of fact, I want you to share this with others on your social media platform so that they too will have an opportunity to hear this special message that is, has been prepared for you this evening. So God bless you and continue to enjoy your worship experience with us on this Sabbath evening. And we look forward to tomorrow when Pastor Marvin Clark will wrap it all up. So God bless you and thank you for being a part of our Keep the Faith Revival series. Have a wonderful evening.
Sabbath night. I want to say happy Sabbath to everyone and we praise God for this opportunity to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. On tonight we want to celebrate once again your pastor and my friend Pastor L. Newton. We praise God for the man of God his anointing and for the spirit of the Lord reigning upon him and giving him strength, maturity, and leadership in this time. On tonight, we want to celebrate not just him, but of course, the First Lady of Daughter of Zion. We praise God for her, her ministry, and we're thankful for the First Family of DOZ. Today, we want to celebrate them as we continue this faith revival. During this season, it is very important that we embrace the power of our faith. And we all have it. We have access to it. And tonight is no different. We want to continue this spiritual journey, this incline, if you will, rising towards the apex of opportunity so God can do only what he can do through us and for us in this time. If you've been so kind enough to allow your Bibles to accompany you to this worship platform and experience on tonight, we want to invite you to turn with the preacher as we entertain the teaching and tutelage of this text, which is coming from Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 13. It's quite a few verses, but necessary verses 
as we journey on this faith revival. This is what the word of God says to the people of God on this night. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them went on together. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father. Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. Hmm. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you've not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. For the next few moments, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to speak to you on this revival night with the subject, you must be test worthy. You must be test worthy. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause on this evening, thanking you for your presence, thanking you for this platform to share the good news, to give someone the opportunity to embrace the blessing, the guidance, the liberation of knowing that we have faith. And so on tonight, Lord, we pray that you will move, that, Lord, you will somehow go between and betwixt whatever trouble, trial, or situation that's causing your children, your child, that man, that woman, that boy, or that girl, to wrestle with the reality that you've called us to rise in our faith, to experience great and better things, 
because every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. This we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen again. You must be test worthy. It was in a, a book that I recently read, The Devil and Miss Prim. Paul Kahalo shared these words that I thought was pretty profound when we talk about life and its unexpected situations. Paul Kohalo says, when we least expect it, life sets up a challenge to test our courage and willingness to change. At such a moment, there is no point in pretending that nothing has happened or in saying that we are not yet ready. The challenge will not wait. Life does not look back. Life sometimes, my brothers and sisters, can bring a perplexed positioning to where we stand. Life sometimes knocks on our door without invitation, causing us to wonder and causing us to feel alone, bombarded, and forgotten. Sometimes in life, we have moments where we're overjoyed and excited. We're so excited because God was able to do something that only he can do. He's blessed you with a house. He's opened up the doors of heaven, the windows of heaven, and he's poured out a blessing all over your life. He has opened up an opportunity for maybe a business, a degree, a chance for you to experience all of the joys that you so desire. Sometimes in life, God will do things for you that you can only find yourself saying, thank you, Lord. And if you're wondering where we are, we've just landed in our sermonic spotlight on this evening. For the Bible tells us that there's someone else that's excited, overjoyed, moved with emotions. Because Abraham, just a couple chapters prior to this, was blessed with Sarah with a beautiful bouncing baby boy. They were blessed with this boy named Isaac. And the Bible tells us that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, unexpected, unwarranted, here we go again, undesired, the Bible tells us that all of a sudden, Abraham finds himself in a position where God is testing Abraham. I want us to know that on this journey that we're in, in this very season that we're living in, in this very space that we are in, even at this very time as this sermon is being shared, that I believe that God is testing us. Many of us have walked around and we have shared that we are going to be a child of the king no matter what comes our way. Many of us have professed that God has called us and the only way we will leave our position, our posture, our post, is if life is no longer in our bodies. But how many of us know that sometimes life will cause you to wonder, why me? How come me? And I'm here to go ahead and serve you today like the chef, the preacher, that wants to claim that sometimes if God is testing you, you must be test worthy. 
And right now, somebody finds a reason right there to shout hallelujah that in the midst of what you're going through, in the midst of your problems, your predicaments, in the midst of your troubles and your trials, in the midst of your situation and your circumstance, you thought it was the enemy. But I'm here to declare that sometimes God will force you to see whether or not you are who you say you are. The Bible says that the Bible says that God said, I want to test Abraham. And he said, Abraham and praise the Lord like a good student. Abraham said, here I am. The Bible says in verse two, then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. The Bible says, verse three, early the next morning. Come on, somebody. You found reason right there to say, have mercy early the next morning. Let's keep it real on tonight. If we were like Abraham and God was calling us to do something like this, some of us would have awoken later on in the afternoon. But praise God, Abraham sees fit to wake up early in the morning because there are some blessings, come on and shout hallelujah, that only show up in our lives when we get up early in the morning, when we seek God's face early in the morning. And I'm so glad that this is a testimony for somebody that you might be wondering, questioning, and doubting what is the joy of getting up early in the morning when you don't feel like getting up? What is the joy of getting up early in the morning when you're not feeling like getting up in the morning? The Bible is declaring to somebody that there's still joy, there's still happiness, there's still purpose, there's still peace when you get up early in the morning. Abraham said, I'm not going to wait to do what God told me to do even though I don't want to do it I'm going to get up early in the morning and do what God has called me to do because if God has called me to it God will have to bring me through it the text says he got up early and loaded his donkey he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac and when he cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him to, about, to go about. And here it is, Abraham is on the journey. Verse 4 catches us and it tells us, D-O-Z, that on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. And after traveling, he now says to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there and we will worship. And then we'll come back to you. This is it right here. And this is a powerful preaching posture point that I don't want you to miss. The Bible says in verse four, on the third day, some time has passed. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Verse five, he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. Does anybody see a problem with the passage that we're preaching tonight? Does anybody see an issue with the text that we have just looked at? and viewed and read the Bible says that Abraham has been told by God take your son and go off to a place that I'm going to tell you where and I want you to offer him as a sacrifice but the Bible says here in verse 5 that all of a sudden Abraham tells his servants to stay here while me and the lad go over there and we will worship somebody needs to come a little closer to the preacher because I want to share with you 
what I see happening on this journey of faith. Don't you see that God told Abraham just to bring his son and offer him as a sacrifice? But here it is that Abraham finds himself telling these two boys who God did not tell him to bring. You and the donkey stay here. You two lads, you two boys stay here while me and the boy, me and my son, me and Isaac, we go and worship. And I just want to tell somebody that if you don't see it, I must serve it and share it. It is clear that Abraham was hoping and dreaming and wishing that somehow that the two boys would have taken the place of his son. Mm. I see it and I hope you do that the Bible says uh, that finally Abraham after the third day gets a wake up call you're going to stay here the donkey's going to stay here but I'm going to go worship there with my son I want somebody to see right here in this passage that sometimes in the journey of faith in the journey of worship in the journey of doing what God wants you to do you got to be very careful that you don't allow people around you to somehow help you to not do what it is that God has called you to do. Watch it. The Bible says that God has called them to worship. Sacrifice is worship. But sometimes people, sometimes a donkey in your life, things, stuff will stop you from worshiping God. The Bible says that the two lads got to stay where they got to be and the donkey got to stay where it is because when God calls you to a new level of worship, don't you dare allow anybody around you to stop you from enjoying and experiencing what God has for you. This is it, D-O-Z. If Abraham brought the two lads with him to the place of the altar on the hill on the mountain called Moriah. They would have stopped Abraham from doing what it is that God told him to do. Don't you let nobody stop you from worshiping God. Don't you let nobody when the building opens up and we can go back in the church stopping you from raising your hands in praise shouting hallelujah nobody has a heaven for you and nobody died to allow you to be in the land of the living the text says you stay here with the donkey you two lads stay here while me and the boy mm, come here D.O.Z. While me and the boy, while we go and worship, and the text says, and we will come back to you. Hmm. Do you understand from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis 22, never ever historically in this text has anybody been raised from the dead. It is known that no one historically has ever been able to die and then rise from their death. It was something that was unexplainable, uh, 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 inconceivable, but the Bible says, come here and catch this thing, that all of a sudden, somewhere in the spirit of Abraham, he starts speaking things into existence. The Bible says, he says, we're going to go worship and we will return back to you. How, Abraham, do you know that you're going to return back to these lads because God told you you're going to sacrifice your son but yet you believe somehow come here saints some way 
out of nowhere, God is going to raise your son back from the dead. I wish I had some believers that's on this virtual space that is a part of the DOZ family that is witnessing this demonic spotlight tonight that will say, I'm going to speak some things into existence. I'm going to walk and talk by faith. And even when I don't see it, I'm going to declare it and ask God to provide it because if anybody can do it, it is God all by himself. The text tells us that Abraham believes that somehow and some way the God he serves will not let him suffer and lose the blessing he provided for him. I need somebody to know right here that we need to be a people that speak things into existence. We're so quick to speak about negativity. How about you speak life, saints of God? God is calling us to use our lips, our tongues, uh, to have it to speak life over someone else's and yourself. We can declare, greater is he that is in me. I am the head and not the tail. I was blood bought on Calvary and that's why Jesus shines through me. We got to speak life that I will be greater than I used to be. My children will be brighter and more blessed and bold because I know there's a God that can do it. We got to declare it with our lips. The Bible says Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them went on together. Verse seven, don't miss this thing. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father, here it is. Yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here. Isaac said, but where is the lamb? for the burnt offering. Here it is, here it is. You see, Isaac is very, very, very familiar with what's taking place. Isaac knows what it is to offer a sacrifice. He's done this with his father plenty of times. He knows what's the protocol. He knows what's to be done. He's been there and done that. And as he's walking, as he's making his way up this hill, up this mountain towards Moriah, the top, he finds himself saying, hold on, wait a minute. Something doesn't make sense. I see the fire I see the wood I see the knife I see my dad I see myself but where is the lamb where is the sacrifice and he has to ask himself the question if daddy is doing the sacrificing if the wood and the fire and the knife is present, then where is? And if he's doing the sacrifice, what does that mean for me? He says, what's going on, daddy? Where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Listen very carefully to Abraham's reply. Verse 8 says, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. You may not see something very profound about that statement, but I want to make it very clear with somebody on this virtual space tonight that sometimes we find ourselves trying to find a way to give answers, provide answers when the truth is we just don't know. I want to declare to somebody real quick that this is an opportunity for a parent to understand that when you don't have the answer, it's okay to say that I don't know, but I know that God knows and we're going to trust God until we find out where he wants us to 
be and what he wants us to do because sometimes in life we just don't know what tomorrow's going to bring we don't know how we're going to make it we don't know how we're going to get through the trial the tribulation the issue the problem but I declare over somebody's life today that even when you don't know and I don't know and doctors don't know and the president doesn't know and the preacher may not know I'm declaring there's a God who knows and his name is King Jesus because he's the Alpha and Omega he's the beginning and the end he sees it before we saw it and he'll see it until we see it because God is God all by himself the text says I don't know but God will provide come on now how long will we be in this pandemic I don't know but God will provide. How long can we deal with this home, this challenge, this broken relationship, this broken marriage, this challenge with school, this challenge with our health? I don't know, but God will provide. Right there, right there. I need you to go online and start typing, God will provide, God will provide. I don't know, but God will provide. I don't understand, but God will provide. I can't do it, but God will provide. God is able. The text tells us, hmm, when they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac. Imagine the scene if you brothers and sisters don't miss this thing. You can imagine Isaac allowing his father now to tie him up. I can imagine Isaac having a, 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 a teardrop. He's trying to understand, Daddy, what's going on? This doesn't make sense. This is not what we normally do. I can see the challenge on Abraham's face. He's doing God's will, but not his will. And I'm suggesting to somebody as he's bounding his son on the altar on top of the wood, I praise God that finally in verse 10, the Bible says he holds the knife, stretches it out. He's about to slay him his son and verse 11 is on its way and the bible says but the angel of the oh, i wish i had a worshiper on this thing but the angel of the lord we got to do it one more time but the angel of the lord called out to him from heaven abraham abraham does anybody want to join the preacher right now and shout hallelujah that you might be just like abraham in verse 10 about to do what you don't want to do struggling in a situation struggling in a circumstance tried and tested you feel like your backs against the wall you are unhappy you are broken you feel beat down but the Bible says your verse 11 is on its way and verse 11 guess what the angel of the Lord shows up and says Abraham Abraham I want to declare in someone's life right now don't throw in the towel keep the faith don't give up keep the faith don't ask God where is he just keep the faith and God will show up right when you need him Abraham Abraham Bible says the angel says do not lay a hand on the boy he said do not do anything to him now that I know that you fear God 
because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Now, I got to tell you, when I first read this text, I was a little bit perplexed because I was trying to see what is so profound about verse 12, because I didn't understand why he wanted him not to withheld his son. And I had to realize that what we don't understand that's not plain in the text is that Abraham and Sarah named their son Isaac. Yeah, that's not that deep. He named him Isaac. She named him Isaac. And that's not very profound to us. But what I realize that in the Hebrew, Isaac means Yitchek. That's right. In the Hebrew, it means Yitchek. And that may not be profound to you either because you might be saying, Pastor, uh, 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 I don't understand Hebrew, so that ain't doing nothing for me. But here it is. The Bible is suggesting to us that in the Hebrew, Yitchek means laughter. What are you saying, Pastor? God provided laughter in Abraham's life. God provided laughter and joy in Abraham's life. And now God's about to snatch it away. And the Bible says that it's only because Abraham Abraham did not hold on to the very thing uh, that provided him laughter and joy that God said, now that I know that you fear me, also known as you love me, also known as you respect me because I understand that that's how you feel. Now I know that I won't have to take your son. Come here, D-O-Z. What are you holding from God? What are you limiting God from having his hands on? And because you're so scared about God taking that thing, you are holding it from God, but God is calling us up that he's going to make a sacrifice. The very thing we're holding above God. How many of us today that needs to understand that your faith and fearing God is in the same bracket. We got to fear God, love God, trust God, believe in God, so our faith can be increased. It is not enough to say you have faith, but you're holding something that you know God told you to let go. It's not enough to say that you're a believer but every time someone tells you to let go of that addiction, let go of that problem, let go of that situation, all you keep on suggesting is, if this, this is just how I am. This is just what I'm going through. Don't judge me. The devil is a liar. God is calling us for an increase of faith. But in order for our faith to be increased, we've got to let some things go. Let it go. Come on, come on, come on. Join the preacher on tonight. Say, Pastor, I'm going to let some things go. Go ahead. Type it in the chat. Pastor, I'm going to let some things go. I'm going to release some things so God can provide a, a new level of faith in my life so I can rise higher, so I can sing more better than I am now, shout more better than I am now, worship God more than I am now because God is calling us uh, to delete some things, decrease some things so he can increase Increase some faith in our lives. The Bible tells us. Verse 13. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket. He saw a ram caught by its horns. Abraham looked up. And there in a thicket. He saw a ram caught by its horns. It is so interesting that finally, Abraham is in the right place, doing the right thing. And it's only when he's about to commit the final act of sacrificing his son that he holds the knife out. You read it in the text. 
He's about to slay his son. And out of nowhere, the angel of the Lord calls out to him, Abraham, Abraham. I want to declare to someone right now that notice that it's only when he was doing what it is that God told him to do, standing where it is that God told him to stand, did the angel call out to him. Some of us are wondering in this faith journey, why can't I hear from the Lord? Let me tell you why. You're not standing in the place God told you to stand. You're not doing, come on now. We're not doing the thing that God has told us to do. And you and I are wondering, where is God? God is always there, but he's suggesting to us, if you're going to get what I need you to get, and if you're going to be blessed the way I want to bless you, you got to be at the right place, in the right space, doing the right thing. And it's only when Abraham was standing over the altar, bounding his son, stretching out his hand with the knife in his hand, is the only time the angel said, stop wait your blessing is in the thicket your blessing is in the thicket I want you to know today I want you to know tonight that in this faith journey that you're on don't you dare doubt whether or not God is God God is God the problem is we're not being faithful to the cause Abraham went all the way and God is calling us not to be partial. Come on, speak Holy Spirit. Not to be partial in our experience with our faith, with our trust in God. If you want God to move in your life, move in your marriage, move in your situation, move over your children, move over your housing, move over your job, move over your school, move over your addiction, move over your problems, whatever it is that you want God to do, I need you to declare over your life today, Lord, show me where I should be and then be obedient to walk into that position because you know just like Abraham, God will call your name a child of the most high God. Stop. Your blessing is on its way. Here it is in the text. The Bible says uh, that when he looked up, he saw a ram caught in the thicket. I need somebody to join the preacher and preach this part with me. The Bible says uh, that he saw the ram in the thicket. What does that mean, pastor? I want to declare to somebody that the text says he looked up uh, and it's only after he did what he was supposed to do and it's only after that the angel spoke to him that he raised his head and as he raised his head he saw the ram caught in the thicket how many of us know that you don't have to be a specialist about the country life but you know that rams use their horns to fight off anybody trying to stop them or get in their way the bible says that the ram was caught in the thicket by its horns in other words the ram could not use its horns to fight off Abraham when Abraham had to then place it on the altar. What are you saying, pastor? There's some gifts, some blessings that don't want to be yours, but only when you're doing what God told you to do that God will snatch that gift, snatch that blessing, come on somebody, and provide it for you wrapped up 
our position just for you. God is telling us in this faith journey, this faith revival, stop talking, just do it. Where's Nike when you need it? I'm suggesting to somebody right now, stop thinking that God is not available. God is not dependable. God is not assurable. He is God all by himself. And he's calling you and me to the next level. But we got to be faithful for where we are and get to that position, that place where God wants us to be. The Bible said that Abraham now takes this ram, this ram that could not fight him because he was tied up. Oh, I know somebody wants a shout right there. I believe in my imagination, if you will, that the ram heard a voice and he knew that that voice sounded like the voice and nature could not help and the animal could not help and the ram could not argue with God and he had to just fall at God's feet and say what do you want me to do and all of a sudden that ram was tied up because God is calling all of us you and me to the next level of our faith journey and we're wondering where's our blessing can I tell you your blessing is closer than you see closer than you believe but the job is not done the position you're in is not done the faithful walk you're in is not done you are not at the right place in space and you know what it is I don't know if it's your offering your tithe you know what it is I don't know if it's being faithful in your relationship your marriage I don't know what it is I don't know if it's the lack of prayer the lack of fasting the lack of reading God's word I'm sure whatever it is God will speak to you maybe it's something you need to stop watching on Instagram snapchat where's my young people at whatever it is God is calling us wake up this is the time this is the season this is the place for us to rise to the next level we know we're in a pandemic we know that we're going through struggling times we know that life is rough but if there's a new world a new situation a new problem a new disease God deserves a new worship somebody shout hallelujah get to the right place get to the right position and watch God provide the very thing you need. On tonight, I want you to know right now as you're dealing with life circumstances, the reason why you're being tested is because you're test worthy. That means your teacher, Jesus Christ, he has done his job in providing all the information you and I need. Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has explained to you certain challenges, situations, circumstances, and how to maneuver by faith to get through your moment, your tragedy, your pain, your trial, your tribulation. It is our job to be obedient because I find that too many of us don't realize that our faith is tied to our obedience. So on tonight, I want to pray for that individual that's struggling. You've been sharing a lot of tears. You've been struggling with your reality, your trouble, and you're asking, where is God? How am I going to make it over and out of this position and posture and problem and predicament that I'm in? And on tonight, we want to declare, be faithful. 
be obedient because you're testworthy. I want to pray for you because I believe someone right now is saying, I need to do more. I need to be more. I need to play my role because I don't want God to one day ask me, did I not provide everything you needed? Did I not show you exactly as a good teacher what it is that you should do to make it through whatever circumstance, trouble, or trial you're faced with? Our answer has to be yes, Jesus. Yes, Holy Spirit, you did. So tonight, if you want to bond with Christ like you haven't before, if you want to turn the page, if you want a new book, a new paragraph, if you want a fresh start, I want to invite you call that number right there call that number right there and connect with someone on the other line that will guide you encourage you and help you to position yourself to a better space and place so when jesus christ returns as we know he will as the word of god says when the clouds roll back and he who said he will come and will not tarry when he shows up i pray we will be able to say, that is my God, and I have waited for you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause on tonight, thanking you for the word, thanking you for every individual that's watching on this cyber worship experience. We're thankful, Lord, for this revival of faith. And God, we're asking right now, that you'll move on someone's heart who's wondering, is it me the preacher's talking about that needs to give my life over to him? I pray, Lord, for that person that does not really know as much as they should. They need to study God's word. They need to understand that God has a plan for them. And even in this predicament, even in this pandemic time, even though things have somewhat shifted to not be best or better, but it's still good, I ask, Lord, let us not fail to realize the time that we're living in the unsurety of tomorrow, how we can plan, we can pray, but we still may not make it. I ask, oh God, that on tonight, that someone will make their calling and election sure. Someone will say yes to Jesus and no to the ways of the world. And so, Father, we ask that you'll move upon that boy, that girl, that husband, that wife, that young man, that young woman, that individual that's struggling, that's troubled, move, O oh God, and help us to see a clearer picture of the love you have for us. We thank you, Lord, for making us test worthy because we've only made it this far by faith and by your love and by your guidance. Bless us now, we pray, in the powerful, precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen again. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. It is always a joy to share about the good news of Jesus Christ. He's calling us to a next level in this faith revival. Let's be faithful. Let's get to the right space, the right place, so God can do only what he can do. God bless you. Until then. Amen. You have to be worthy for the test. We, we definitely want to thank Pastor Clark, for that powerful message. And if you were blessed and your heart is touched and you are possibly interested in either Bible study, baptism, or special prayer, just simply text us your information 
at the number 561-334-1972. Again, that number is 561-334-1972. If you're interested in either Bible study, baptism, or special prayer. But also, what we're asking of you, if you were blessed, that you like this video. Make sure that you like the video. And not only that you should like the video, but you should also share this video. Don't keep this blessing to yourself, but there's somebody who needs to hear this message as well. But at this time, we're going to close off with a word of prayer. And we want to remind you that Pastor Clark will be with us tomorrow. So please tune in to our 11 o'clock service tomorrow. But let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we again thank you for giving us everything that we need to get through life. And so sometimes things may happen that we do not understand, but help us to realize that your will is perfect and that you're working it out for our good. So keep us, guide us, and direct us. Save us in your kingdom. This we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless.